Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining me again. It's great to have you along. Something a little different for you today, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So normally I speak with either HR consultants or DNI recruitment consultant business leaders or leaders and founders of HR tech companies. I'm going a little bit left field today, but on such a, a really interesting topic of the remote work online business world. So I'm really looking forward to chatting today with Mariana Vanderwald. Mariana is from the New Zealand Institute for Rural Entrepreneurship, and they've got a wonderful program, a suite of programs called Remotania. But before we get into that, I want to say hello, Mariana. Hello, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to this. Absolutely. And now I'm very jealous because you live in the gorgeous country <laughs> of New Zealand. Do you want to just give us a quick bit of background and so people have some context? Yes, I do live in New Zealand and I live in a caravan in New Zealand so that I can go to small towns. So I travel <laughs> this beautiful country up and down all the time and it's absolutely lovely. My work background is I spent many years in technology development. Um, innovation management. I was a research and innovation director in a tertiary educational institution. Uh, I've done a few business startups. So, and uh, I'm actually just, I think you can summarize it and say I'm an entrepreneur as well as an entrepreneur. And I've been a remote work enthusiast since the early 2000s when it wasn't really that well known and it just started to take off. But since 2019, I'm full-time running my own business online and working from my caravan. So the real digital nomad, it seems. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's one of those when I completed my studies uh, in science, somebody asked me, so you're a mathematician. And then I only realized that I suppose I am. So when you say I'm a digital, digital nomad, I realized, yeah, I suppose I am. It's not something that uh, I didn't give it a name before I did it. Yeah, no, that's true. The reason... I got in touch and asked Mariana to come on. It was, I caught a glimpse of some content or some information that Mariana was sharing, but it was around the whole small town rural development. And what Mariana does is help rural communities, small towns embrace innovation and new innovative trends, basically to help them survive and then thrive. So Mariana, you've got the Remitania suite of programs. Can we start there? Can you describe what it is that you do? and, and yeah. who it is that you help. Mm. The Remitania suite of programs are really coaching programs and um, they help people who want to establish themselves in online remote work of any kind, whether it be freelancing or online job or starting an online business um, to break through that initial barriers and overcome those initial barriers and actually succeed in establishing themselves and the name is very specific it is called remotania because the shift from an office environment to the online environment is not that dissimilar from actually immigrating from one country to another because the culture is different the practices are different Uh, you misunderstand and you have culture shock and all the wonderful things that you usually have when you go to another country so that's the name is very specific Um, and also the online world uh, is has, has evolved so much over the last two decades that right now there's a blurring between, uh, can I say, career coaching and life coaching when you take people mm. on this journey into the online world because 
uh, people struggle to change their thinking to not adapt their life to their work, uh, whereas the online world actually help you to make use of your work to be able to live the life that you want. And I find that mindset shift is one of the big things. And that's probably the biggest, can I say, culture shift when you move into online remote work. Yeah, of course. I know that a lot of consultants in the HR world, whether that's employee engagement, diversity, inclusion, recruitment, generalist HR, it's very much a concept or a a practical sense that you go into an office, you meet the clients and COVID has changed all of that. And Mm. you've now got companies like Deloitte and Facebook saying from now on forevermore, employees can work from home. So things are certainly changing, but it's still a big leap. It's only been a year or whatever it is that people have moved from this world. So what are the use cases and problems that you solve for your clients or customers and how do you help them? Okay. Um, I can, I I focus very much on online freelancing as an entry point. And I do that specifically because from that you can branch out into a business or you can branch out into an online employed job. Um, But I've basically then for people who want to start with online freelancing, I focus on those people that don't know what to focus on. In other words, they know they want to be an online freelancer, but as they engage online, they find so many opportunities that they are just overwhelmed and they can't actually narrow it down to what they want to focus on. Uh, I also focus on those that um, don't know how to go about it. Even if they do know what they want to do, they don't know how to go about it. And many people have tried and failed because it's a it's an e- extremely competitive world, the online freelancing world. You know, a, a platform like Upwork get up to 10,000 apl- applications for freelancers per day. That's massive. Uh, So to actually break into a market like that is not as easy as what it used to be. And then I also provide a business type of coaching for two types of online businesses. The one being businesses, companies that only use online freelancers as the workforce, which of which the New Zealand Institute for Rural Entrepreneurship is one. And then also companies that want to Um, provide online courses and coaching as the products and services that they offer. So that's basically the, can I say, the landscape that I function in. Got it. And I I sometimes feel it's, I don't know, is it ironic is the word, but uh, I come from an HR background. So my career was spent managing people or helping line managers manage their people. So it's all about Mm. managing people, managing people. And now I run all my business stuff through either freelance or external platforms, things like that. And it's a very exciting world. It's a very exciting world. You know, people that used to work uh, in an office, and I I think at the moment specifically of one particular person, when I was uh, at the tertiary institution, director for research and innovation, she was the operations manager, a lovely person, excellent middle manager, and really a people person that draws from interacting with other people. And you would think that somebody like that would prefer working in an office, but she shifted to online freelancing about two years ago and there's no going back for her. She's lost to the office environment. And her main reason is that uh, she now can choose what type of work she wants to do and when she wants to work. It's completely flexible and she only takes on interesting work and she's got more work offers than what she's got time to do. So it's a really exciting life and a really exciting world that people can move into. Yeah. People think that it's some crazy new thing that they can divide at work and allocate it uh, to external either platforms, freelancers or uh, remote workers. But 
we've had shared services and uh, offshoring for decades. Yeah. Philippines for yeah. Other if I flip it back to people who are currently consultants mm. uh, and are thinking, well, I'd like to get clients in different locations. So not just my hometown, because that's what caught my eye with you. You're helping, mm. you're helping a small population area grow. Mm. And part of that is to find customers and clients elsewhere, right? So what, yes. what's your advice? Because as you mentioned, it is a minefield that the 10,000 applications per day on, on Upwork. If someone wants to win business online and win clients from other locations, what's your advice? Where should they start? Here's the thing. You know, if you talk about going online with your HR service provision, whether you want to become a freelancer or whether you want to start an HR agency or whether you want to start an online business, um, there are just so many opportunities because actually the HR environment were one of the was one of the first professional services that actually embraced the online world. So if you look online just as an individual to become a freelancer and offer on uh, online HR services, whether it's um, upgrading your CV, running a resume, or actually doing organizational development or supporting entrepreneurs or whatever it is, there's, there's a massive market for online freelancers in the HR business, uh, in the HR environment. And then you can also start an agency where you then create if you once you are settled, you can start to generate work for other HR people and subcontract them either as freelancers or just subcontracting. But you know, there's the, the, it's it's so there, there's so much. You can also start, for instance, online internships, which is very popular for universities, uh, where where students then do virtual internships. And the HR part of that is to make the connection and to and to do the fit between the university and the external people making use of those interns all over the world. And things like online recruiting, I mean, it's, it's been around since the mid-2000s, platforms like, for instance, Sondru, where you can do online interviews and pre-record them and you can do a pre-screening so that you can cater for the large volume of people that come through so online recruiting is a massive area that people can specialize in and um, yeah online team management requires on people that understand online teams so if people want to specialize in that particular area of how to actually build online teams and then of course online career and life coaching. So, and these are just the things that come to mind. Uh, online HR opportunities are actually massive. The big thing is not, can it be done? The big thing is what, what is it that the individual wants to focus on and then how to go about that? First thing you need to do is what life do I want to live? Yeah, what true. is the future that I want to yep. live? And then you look at all the opportunities and you evaluate them and you choose those that will be able to give you the life that you want to live. That's the exciting part of the online world. It supports the life you want to live. You no longer need to adapt to work because they, because because the world is your oyster and the world is your marketplace and uh, you, uh, potential customers. You can really specialize on what you really want to do and there will be people that need that Um so if you if you position yourself well, you're going to get your market. Yeah, so that's the key there. The the position yourself well, that's something that I would talk a lot about. Is the uh, trying to find your place in the under the sun for your business. What's your advice on positioning yourself well so that you are attractive to those clients that will fit that lifestyle that you would like to have? 
I, I want to go back again. Uh, the online world relates really, really well to authentic living. So if you uh, focus on the life that you want to live and that which you are passionate about, and then look for the opportunities that align with that um, in the online world, that is your best chance to succeed. It's not a work environment where work gets assigned to you or where you need to do things just to get money. And it's uh, the online world really re resonates well and aligns well when you come across as an authentic, passionate person that, uh, that, that really likes what you do and can add a whole lot of value in that area. So once again, it, it's turned on its head the whole work environment in the sense that this is about the life that you want to live, the value that you want to um, add and the purpose that you want to pursue. And you need to put those things up front and articulate your passion for those things. And you will build your tribe and they will follow and, and they will come to you. So how do you attract new clients and customers to your business? Well, I do online webinars mostly um, uh -huh. through, and, and so I, at this moment, all my advertising is on YouTube only, and then people come into an online webinar, and then from there, they, depending on what product they want, they either purchase it directly, or they then have a call with me, and they buy into some of the coaching programs or not, so that's currently my workflow is, is that's how I do it. So I kind of scale up and down my advertisements based on my, my current openings and, 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 and opportunities available. And, and it's really narrow. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm in the first startup phase of, of the Remotania in the, in the sense that I don't have a large workforce yet. So I need to scale it down responsibly. Um, but um, yeah, that's what I do. So there's a lot of growth potential almost in every aspect of what I do. But at the moment, I do paid advertisements through YouTube, pull them into a webinar and then engage with them after that. So the webinar right. is kind of my first filter. And then mm -hmm. depending on their interest, I take them either directly to sales of sp certain products or I take them into a live session where we then discuss uh, what their aspirations are and take it from there. Excellent. So most people would start with organic, so the unpaid stuff. What what took you down the paid path first? Uh, because I am, I have a specific business model in mind, and the organic stuff you you put in a lot of effort up front, and it slowly yep. grows, and then it starts to gain momentum, and then it starts to snowball. If you go the paid. Um, work you can have a quicker startup it costs you more but you are more in control of your traffic and, and what you can do the reason yes. why I didn't go the organic way is twofold the first is I in 2019 when I shifted when I started the, the institute and then very soon after that uh, COVID struck I actually needed to have an income so organic wasn't going to do that for me and the second reason is I am in the last phase of my career so I want to develop a passive income and for that it's best to start with the paid world so that you can scale up quickly so that you can move into a passive income scenario so mm -hmm. it's 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 literally not better than the mm -hmm. organic it's just different and it depends on what your goals are. Absolutely. The key word you mentioned there was control. You, you have control of that process. Uh, you Correct. can turn it off and yes, turn it on yes. as you need. Whereas the mentioned. organic can be a very slow and sometimes demotivating process to go through. Once it mm. starts to build momentum, it's unstoppable. Um, yes. But you can actually fast track that through a paid uh, advertising uh, element. 
Yeah, I would often talk about having a fast and slow method. So the slow will be yeah the, the organic content stuff that, as you say, builds up a bit a snowball effect. However, have a fast thing going at the same time to kickstart it, and you'll actually get both working nicely. What made you choose YouTube versus say Facebook or Google? YouTube is uh, cheaper and less populated and less cluttered uh, yes, as an yeah. advertising platform. So um, that's why I chose YouTube to start with. Um, so I'm not even doing Facebook. I'm not even doing Instagram or all of the other social media. I'm only focusing on YouTube. So there's really a lot of growth potential for me when I really start to scale volume. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't need it. I've got enough volume where I am at the moment. That's excellent. Yeah. And some people in the advertising world are freaking out with Apple's update because so many people watch or browse the internet on their phones. So Apple has mm. introduced the privacy stuff. So a lot of the Apple mm. users are not getting the, uh, the full tracking for people who are spending money on ads on Facebook. So yeah, the YouTube approach is a lot more open. How did you choose what ad to run? You know, what angle to take? I really believe that one of the major ways in which you actually break through to success quickly in the online world is to be coached. So I am currently in a coaching relationship myself for a year. And Excellent. I actually use uh, uh, the coaching expertise of, of, of somebody else in the type of business that I have, who already created his success to help me create my success. I not only offer coaching, I really do believe that being coached by people who already created their success online is the best way to create success in the online world. Yeah, it's so powerful when you've got mentors and coaches working with you uh, mm. and then it helps you help your clients even better. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So we've been through so much change. What do you see the, the future holding for HR and the world of work? You know, this is now, forgive me, I like storytelling to understand. To, to, <laughs> <laughs> to explain myself. And this is really, I think the HR world is an exciting world and the future of work is an exciting environment. And I can only really explain to you what I believe is busy happening if I take you back to what happened to the movie industry in the early 20th century. In the early 20th century, what happened was the actors and the actresses, they were employees of the studios that made the movies in Hollywood. But then over a period of decades, the actors and actresses shifted away from being employed to having agents and then audition for the roles that they were interested in. And that democratization process happened over decades. And there was a lot of um, lawsuits and things as they broke away from the employment world into an agency world. There were a lot of um, lawsuits because the studios wanted to control the movie industry and the people want, wanted to break free from being employed. And over a period of decades, it shifted from what it was then to what it is now, as we know it, where people are, movie stars are actually freelancers and they have agents and they audition for the work that they want. Now, if you then look at the beginning of the 21st century, we are now in the second decade, almost towards the end of the second decade, where uh, remote work and online remote work started and you have that exact same pattern and you are seeing now if you look globally now you're seeing the lawsuits of people actually challenging the companies because they want to work remotely and they and if you take it just one step further and you shift to online 
work freelancing work where you're not employed, but you're actually an online freelancer, you make use of these online platforms, then you actually become your own boss and you do whatever you are interested in for a variety of companies. And we are far down the line of that shift in the online remote or in, in the work environment. And COVID really just helped to accelerate that. And I believe that HR people can specialize in catering for the HR realities of this shift. Uh, so for me, the notion of the democratization of work where individuals own and shape their own future instead of being employed and assigned work to, that is a biggie. And I don't even think many individuals understand the opportunities that this shift is making possible. And COVID just was, was a catalyst to, to amplify and to accelerate that journey. Absolutely. So this has been very interesting. So people listening to this, if they want to learn more about the Remotania program, um, what should they do next? I think the best is if they email me, mariana at nzire.net. Um, that's the New Zealand Institute for Rural Entrepreneurship, nzire.net. Mariana, M-A-R-I-A-N-A, -A -A. Uh, and then they can ask for information and we can send it, uh, we can send them a link so that they can attend a webinar where they can then get a whole overview of the whole shift in, rem in work towards online freelancing and remote work and learn more about what is really an exciting work environment. Excellent. Well, I will put the email address into the show notes. So if you're listening to this on the go, just click into the description and you'll see the details there. But Mariana, I think you're doing a great job and helping people move online and growing rural communities. So thank you very much for all you're doing. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I realize this is a bit off center for what you normally do. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really appreciative of inviting me to do this. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.